they're my favorite people, the people who like listening to my podcast. I really do appreciate you. I'm adding this updated information to this COVID experience podcast because a few things happened after I made that podcast. <laughs> a few very uh, serious things, and I, I feel like it's very important for me to to put forth, you know, uh, all the truth and nothing but the truth. So I I wanna I wanna add this. So as you are listening to the rest of the podcast, keep these things in mind, please. Okay, at the end of this podcast, I mentioned that my husband had a relapse and was getting worse. Well, as you may know, if you listen to other podcasts, my husband got a lot worse and he ended up in the hospital for 11 days and we thank God to be able to say that he is home now. However, he's still on oxygen and he still has a long recovery ahead of him. It's now September 3rd. So we went through the entire month of August and now we're into September on our COVID experience. Thankfully, I am well, well as you might expect after the nightmare that this has been, uh, but um, my husband, you know, he still needs a lot of care. So have I changed my mind about everything I said in this podcast? Not everything. I think there's still some good advice in here, um, but there's something very important that I want to add, and that is this. If you are over say 40 years old if you have any health risks at all including being overweight high blood pressure diabetes immune issues um, anything else that puts you at risk for asthma breathing problems like a lot of stress in your life what you need to do as soon as you start to have symptoms if you are if you get a COVID positive COVID test, you should go to your doctor and request the monoclonal antibody uh, infusion. Now, that uh, doctors know that this is what needs to be done, but not every doctor knows, and not every doctor will bring it up. So you're going to have to say, hey, can I get that infusion? And this is, you know, this is in addition to what I said about antibiotics and steroids and possibly uh, breathing treatment and the other medicine that I mentioned in this podcast. Those things are probably going to be enough for most people. Some people won't even need them. Some people will have a very mild case, especially young people. Like I know some some of our good friends had very, you know, mild cases that only lasted a few days and then they were fine. Um, or if you had the vaccine and you, you know, you have those vaccine antibodies, you very well may have a mild case. But 
if you if you're at risk, even if you have the vaccine, especially if you had a vaccine, you know, a long time ago, I really suggest that you get the monoclonal antibody infusion. And it's a little bit of a hassle. You have to go to an infusion center, which might, is probably going to be like a hospital or medical center, and it's going to take a few hours. But it could save your life, or it could save you a very long hospital stay. If you, if what happens to you happened to my husband, you'll be glad. I mean, if, if you can prevent that from happening, you'll be glad. So what happened to my husband? Basically, when he started feeling bad, it's because he had tipped into pneumonia. I don't know if it's because he had gone outside in the heat or I can't really tell you what caused it, but he got worse. I got better. Everyone else got better, but he got pneumonia. And it was a bad case. And I really think that our doctor made a mistake. She did not refer us to get the IV infusion, and we we really kind of forgot about it. We didn't really know. We got this information later. I mean, I had heard about the infusion before, and when my husband was taken into the hospital, we we asked about it, but it was it was too late then. He was too sick. That's the thing you must know about the infusion, the antibodies. You can't get them if you're already on oxygen. So it was too late for him. So the only option for him was remdesivir, which is an antiviral. And honestly, I don't think it helped. I think he got better, but it, it didn't get, he didn't get better fast. It seems to help some people, but it, he was still sick for a while like I said, 11 days. And he got that infusion for five days in a row, and we just really didn't see a lot of changes. And so, do I still stand by what I said about it's a good idea to let yourself get the virus and don't take the vaccine or whatever? As I said in the beginning of the actual beginning of this podcast when I first made it, that's up to you. We all have to, you know, decide what risk we want to take. And I think the vaccine has unknown risks, and obviously not getting the vaccine has unknown risks as well. So that's why you, you have to make that decision for yourself. But if you are aware of the fact that you can get IV infusions of antibodies, then that may help you make the decision. Because basically getting the antibodies is like getting the vaccine after the fact, after you get sick. Obviously, it's going to be more of a hassle than just getting the vaccine, and it might be more expensive. The actual drug has been paid for by the government, but the infusion process, you may have to pay for if your insurance doesn't cover it. I don't know how much it costs, but it could save your life or a very long hospital stay. So what about ivermectin? Well, the government is clamping down on ivermectin. They're, they're putting out a lot of scare tactics that saying that it's dangerous. I don't believe any of that. 
I know a lot of people that have taken it. Nothing happened to them. It, it may have helped them. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. Um, but the, the government has decided that they're going to say that it's a bad thing. I also know a lot of people that have been saved by hydro, hydroxychloroquine, and that has been removed. So, you know, do your thinking. Why are they taking away these treatments? and only leaving us with one that is very hard on the kidneys. The remdesivir is a known uh, kidney problem, has problems, you know, causes problems with your kidneys. My husband has literally been having to go pee every hour since he has been on the remdesivir. So we just pray that his kidneys were not permanently damaged by it. Um, the COVID virus, can also attack your kidneys and all your organs. It's a terrible virus, possibly a bioweapon. We don't know for sure. But as I said, I I don't think ivermectin is, is a dangerous drug. Based on all the information I've read, you can go on the FDA's website and Google ivermectin and read, read their older information from 2019 where they say that it's a good thing. So they keep changing their information, and that's never, that's, that doesn't build trust. So as you listen to this, this, the COVID experience podcast, which I removed after I was blamed for my husband getting sick, after I was told that I was irresponsible for saying that people should let themselves get the virus, after I was Told that if my husband died, it was my fault. I removed that podcast, but I still think it's got some helpful information, so I'm going to put it back up with the with the explanation that I just gave. It this is your decision. If you think that the vaccine is the best best option, then do it. Then go get it. If you, if you think that it's dangerous, then that's your right. As long as we have freedom in America, especially freedom to decide what's put into our, our bodies, then you should have that right to decide whether or not you get this vaccine, even though it was somewhat FDA approved recently. So God help us as we try to honor him in our, and have faith in him, no matter which option we choose, that he will, his will be done. If you decide to get the vaccine, do it in faith. If you decide not to get, a, to get the vaccine, do that in faith as well. Don't do either one casually because there are definitely risks both ways. So I will say a prayer, dear God. I pray that everyone listening to this podcast today will seek your will for their lives. I pray that they will trust you, and I pray that you will save us from this virus, and please take away this pandemic. Save us from those who may want to harm us, and save our country from anyone who wants to destroy America. We thank you for your son, Jesus, 
we thank you for saving us and giving us salvation and, and forgiving our sins. And we look forward to being with you in the kingdom one day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, hello again, friends. Welcome back to Blue Skies and Green Pastures podcast. I'm your host, Paula Adams, and I'm back from the brink of COVID. Yes, I'm here to tell you my story, our story. Our family has been sick for quite a while now, and I just want to share what few things we've learned from having COVID um, because I do believe that there's a lack of information out there about what to do if you get COVID and instead all you might be reading and hearing is get the shot, get the shot, get the shot. Well, I want to give you another option and tell you what might happen if you decide to go this route. And that is the route of get the virus instead of getting the shot. Um, so is that is that my decision for you to make? No, it is your decision for you to make. Only you know your odds, your pre-existing conditions and all that. But even saying all that, I think... You should do your research because, as <clears throat> as I'm going to say, my reasons later for not getting the shot, one of them is that it doesn't really work. So, that's probably the main important one. But, so let's start at the beginning um, and and maybe we'll make it to the end. So, first of all, I want to say thank you to God because God has been a big part of this experience. And, in fact, I want to start off with that because I want you to know that you should be praying that if you, you know, if it's God's will for you or your family member to get the virus, that you will not get discouraged that you will look for the lessons and that you will look for the the building of character that comes from the, the trials, which is what the Bible tells us, that when we go through difficult things, that this can build our faith as we trust God and we don't um, lean on our own understanding in difficult times. We know that God loves us. We know that he wants what's best for his children, and sometimes what's best is that we need to go through certain things, and and God is sovereign, so nothing can happen to you that he did not allow. It doesn't mean he caused it, so that's a you know doctrinal discussion for another day. So I want you to know that I've been praying and I've had so many wonderful friends that have been praying for me and my family 
and I do believe that that makes a very big difference. So don't forget that part of your treatment plan. If you get sick, ask someone to pray for you. Ask lots of people to pray for you. And know that God hears those prayers. Prayer is real. Prayer is powerful. And the Bible teaches us to pray. Jesus did it. And if if it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. Because Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And he is my example of how to live. So also I'd like to encourage you to not forget the Holy Spirit. What is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is that little voice inside your spirit. It's it's not really a voice, but it's like a communication between you and God that happens at a spiritual level because the Holy Spirit is a real person. He's the third part of the Trinity and which is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, or some people say Holy Ghost. So when, if you are in any kind of trouble or at any time when you pray, you're actually communicating through the Holy Spirit. Um, He's like our mediator and our, he helps us know how to pray and he conveys our messages to God. And he also responds back to us. So it, what I wanted to say about that is that even in, I like I'm going to explain my symptoms later, and one of them was severe mental brain fog, where, I mean, I was literally walking around in circles trying to make myself some scrambled eggs, and just, you know, kept on getting distracted and doing other things. I mean, the, the, the brain fog from this uh, virus is really bad, and it's a confirmed symptom. So even during that brain fog, I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit speak to me. And usually it was in the middle of the night when I was at peace and I, was, I would wake up and I would just suddenly get like an instruction or just something, a clear thought would pop into my head. And I would be like, oh, that's what I need to do next. And when I acted on those things, things seemed to get better. And I'll talk about more that more later, but I want you to Continue to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to help you and listen for the Holy Spirit's instructions. And also, I just want to say one last thing, and that is that your faith might be a little bit tested because COVID is so uh, political that... And, and I would say that this is was purposeful, that having COVID is almost seen as like something that people should be blamed for and like made to feel guilty for having COVID, especially if you chose to not get the experimental vaccine that <clears throat> so that 
if you do get it, if you find yourself getting sick, you may go through a lot of emotional um, feelings and kind of be get depressed. And I, I encourage you not to get depressed because that is something that Satan is putting on you. Satan is trying to blame you for something you have no control over. This is a virus. It is possibly a virus created in a lab as bio-warfare. We are still waiting on the evidence for that, but I've, I have just read an article yesterday of a, one of the investigators saying that that's what he thinks happened, that it came from a lab in Wuhan. So, But even as we are awaiting any kind of proof for that, even if it was just a fluke of nature, it's not your fault if you get sick any more than it is your fault if you catch, you know, the flu or something else, you know, whatever. Our our bodies are not perfect and we're sometimes we are going to get sick. So let's talk about the virus. Okay, first it entered our family through my 25-year-old son. He caught it probably at work and um, presented with the typical symptoms of fever and started taking cold medicine that had fever, you know, had a Tylenol in it. So that kind of helped his symptoms for a few days. And that seems to be um, common as that people think oh, I just have, you know, a cold, I just have allergies, I'll just take these, you know, cold medicine and Tylenol and I'll be fine. But then they actually don't get better, they get more fever, they start feeling worse. So that's what happened with him. I saw that he was getting worse, he saw that he was getting worse, and this kid never misses work. He loves his job. But I knew when he told me that he wasn't going to work that he was sick. And so I went to check on him and I saw that he was he couldn't talk because he could not speak without coughing. And he has was has always had a little bit of asthma since he was a baby. And he doesn't get treated for it. He just kind of lives with it. But anytime he gets sick, you know, it's noticeable. And he's usually pretty healthy, but this time I could see. So that worried me quite a bit. And I spoke with friends, and this was definitely a God thing. I had another friend whose whole family was sick, and she had been texting me. We don't even live in the same city. I haven't even seen this woman in years, but we're good friends. And she just happened to give me, out of the blue, I didn't even ask for it, a phone number of a clinic that I could call and that my son could get some medication. So we set that up and he he did the phone call and uh, we got him on azithromycin, and a an inhaled steroid for the lungs and ivermectin and unfortunately we had a lot of trouble getting the ivermectin and I'll go into detail on that because this might happen to you as well 
So it turns out that ins most insurance companies don't cover the ivermectin. Well, I had them call it in um, to Walmart and their price was really high, the highest price. And even with the good RX discount, it was still going to be $200, which that's a lot for us. Plus, we had had to pay $150 for the doctor visit. Uh, thankfully, the azithromycin and the budesonamide, or however you pronounce it, uh, was covered, but not the ivermectin. So, long story short, we ended up getting half of the, Walmart only had 28 pills of ivermectin. So we went ahead and decided to just pay for it. That was $110 and got him started on that. But it took us like three days to get the medicine because we were waiting for CVS CVS claimed that they could get it, but they never did. So beware of CVS. They may, you know, or if you get a prescription for ivermectin, start calling immediately and finding out who has it in stock because not everyone's going to have it. And ask the price. And if you can get the GoodRx price, um, use their website or their app and it will tell you the different prices in your area for with kizik hands free shoes motion sounds something like this kizik helps you experience the magic of motion with over 200 patents and easy on easy off technology you'll never have to touch your shoes again there are hundreds of styles and colors plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt for a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. For all medications that are not covered by your insurance, and that can save you hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars if you don't have insurance. Okay, so we got him started on the meds. Well, he was still really sick and slept for several days. And ended up being sick for a good 10 days. And then I noticed that he was starting to get up and walk around. And, and you know, after a couple days, he was actually able to go outside. And so finally he was getting better. And then guess what? I started to get sick. And I, so I did not wear a mask when I was taking care of him. I kind of regret that, even though I know that a lot of people say masks don't work. I just kind of wish I would have worn one just as a precaution because he was coughing, but I didn't and I ended up getting sick. But on the other hand, I'm kind of glad that I got sick because I want to have the antibodies. So speaking of the virus, let's talk about that. Okay, the virus is mutating and so even though I already had COVID once, when it very first came out, the first round in October of 2019, before it was even announced, I got, I went on a trip to Utah and I most likely caught it on the plane or maybe I caught it in Utah. I don't know, but I, I was sick when I got back from my trip and I lost my sense of taste and smell for quite a while. 
and I had fever, body aches, and all that. Of course, I didn't know what it was. I just thought it was some kind of a virus or something. Later, when I found out about COVID, I was like, oh, that's what I had. So, so now here it is, um, August 2020. Was it 2021? I don't even know what day it is. And um, I got it again. So I really do believe that this new, this either my immunity has worn off from the first one or this mutation is a little different. If that's what it is, could be a whole new virus for all we know. Um, but the thing is, it is very contagious and it's not just affecting old people now. And I know some people were talking in some of the original videos that were going around that uh, the mRNA vaccine could have the effect of actually making unvaccinated people more susceptible to getting sick and more susceptible to the, um, the mutation. So maybe that's what's happening. I don't know. Sorry about the dog in the background, but I don't want to pause it. Um, so anyway, the point is that you need to do everything you can to protect your immune system. And mine was obviously weakened from the stress of taking care of my son. And also my daughter wasn't feeling well during that time. So I was having to give her oxygen and suction her and give her breathing tra treatments on an unrelated illness. So I had two patients at that time and I myself was not getting enough rest or exercising or anything. And I had no help for myself. So anyway, my immune system was under attack or my stress was high. So while this while this is going around, I mean, unless, you know, you actually, I think that I actually recommend that you do catch the virus. Kind of like in the old days when parents would let children catch the, the chicken pox on purpose, you know, so that they would develop an immunity. And, you know, back then that was that was considered a smart parenting. And I don't. I don't really doubt it even now. Um, so now I'm saying to you that, yes, it might take two or even three weeks to go through your whole family, maybe even a whole month. But if you can develop some kind of immunities, that's not a bad thing. But the key is you don't want to end up in the hospital. So let's talk about that. Okay, so what did we do? Well, first of all, some of the worst symptoms that we've had have been the brain fog, uh, extreme like burning inside our our sinuses. Oh, by the way, my husband also got sick, plus my other two sons. So the, our whole family is being sick. Um, so fever is the first symptom. And then um, as it progresses through your body, it's going to start attacking different things. But you're going to definitely feel like you have like a sinus infection or something like you're going to your head's going to feel very, you know, uncomfortable, like your sinuses are going to hurt and burn. I mean, that I've never had anything like that before, that burning pain. It's very uncomfortable. 
Um, hot showers with lots of steam seem to really help. And putting a hot rag on my forehead um, really help with that pain of the nostrils and the sinus burning. A really strange symptom that I've never had before was I got car sick. I like I had I tried to go to town one day to get a prescription and by the time I got there I was so car sick I thought I was going to have to puke in the parking lot and that's a 15 minute drive. Um and that was me doing the driving but the covid messes up your balance and your um equilibrium and your um my vision has also been very blurry like normally I only use reading glasses but it's like looking in the mirror just looking at myself in the mirror without glasses I was so blurry I couldn't even see myself you know I couldn't there was no way I could like put on makeup or anything I couldn't I was so blurry but so that's another symptom Uh, my husband has also had some diarrhea and stomach pain and not to mention, you know, the normal stuff like coughing and fatigue. Sore throat seemed to be my son's first symptom. And also my other son told me yesterday that he had a sore throat. And then today he has 101 fever. So he's the last one in the line of sickies. Okay, so what do we do? We, my husband and I went to the doctor at, when my husband had only been sick for two or three days because I really did not want him to get worse and so the doctor listened to our chests and looked in our ears and noses and stuff and oh also I got extremely car sick going to the doctor that was a nightmare Uh, but she gave me some medicine for nausea so I could get back home but anyway she gave us a zip no this is the key pay attention now This is what I recommend for everyone to do if you know you have been exposed to COVID and you start to get fever or a sore throat. Go to your PCP, your primary doctor or a clinic, wherever you can get it and ask for azithromycin and prednisone or prednisolone, any kind of, well, those, those are the two. If you can get ivermectin from an alternative doctor or from the feed store, then great. But I really suggest that you take the azithromycin and the prednisone. Why? Because both of these have protective uh, qualities on your lungs. And you do not want to end up in the hospital on an in, intuba- intubated. So... The azithromycin is a proven anti-asthma medicine. It's not just an antibiotic. I did my research, and this is a proven medicine for cystic fibrosis, asthma, and other lung diseases. So I hope that you will. It's also another name for azithromycin is the Z-Pack. So it's an easy-to-take medicine. You only have to take it for five days. And it's very powerful. And the prednisone is also very good at stopping the inflammation in the lungs. And it will make you feel better too. So 
normally I hardly ever take any kind of prescriptions. Like I read the side effects. I'm very aware of them. I don't like them. But the prednisone, I have not had any bad side effects. It's not, it's not something I would want to take, you know, long term. But it's definitely good for acute illnesses like this. So azithromycin prednisone. Also, you should already be taking daily vitamin C, D, and um, zinc for your immune system. And then they, some doctors are recommend, recommending high doses of melatonin as well. And that's up to you. You can do a little research on the melatonin treatment yourself. Okay, I'm almost running out of time here. So I want to say how have we survived we have drank a lot of Gatorade and other um, electrolytes. You're going to be extremely thirsty. My mouth was so dry, I could barely even chew food. One day I tried to eat something and it just felt like I had no spit in my mouth. Um, we're using over-the-counter meds like Dayquil and things like that that have antihistamine and decongestant which I tried not to take as much of that because I thought it might actually be making my sinus pain worse. But my husband's been taking it quite a bit. Okay, what about food? You're not going to feel like eating. Um, and you actually can go for a long time without food. But if you do, you know, have a little bit of an appetite, you can eat bananas. If you can get somebody to make you some homemade soup that would be really awesome especially chicken soup cooked with the bones um, scrambled eggs are my favorite I eat a ton of scrambled eggs I haven't eaten a ton of them since I've been sick but I that's one of my favorite foods because eggs are so healthy for you uh, I'm just going to put in a plug for eggs right now I just had a physical before before I got sick a, a few weeks ago and my doctor told me, whatever you're doing, keep it up because my cholesterol levels were so good. And if she only knew, which I didn't, you know, get a chance to tell her, but I eat eggs like tons of eggs. Like, you know, I, li I do not limit eggs and I eat the whole, the whole egg. So, I mean, I'll eat like three, four eggs at a, at a you know, a day and and then I have no cholesterol problems. So eat your eggs. They're full of nutrition. Okay, so that's been our experience so far. Uh, my husband, yesterday, he was feeling a little better. So he went outside in his shop. And I think he got overheated. By the end of the night, he was definitely having a relapse. And he had a really bad night with coughing and feeling terrible, feeling nauseous. So I'm not really sure what happened, um, but he is uh, not further as further as far along in the COVID as I am. I I think I'm almost well uh, today. I thank God I was able to actually go for a walk. I it was pretty slow and it was barely one mile, and uh, the last uh, quarter mile I was barely moving. And it was like getting really hot because I'm in Texas. It's super hot and humid. So, but like right now, I mean, at least I can talk. I mean, you know, 
five days ago, I would not be having this conversation at all because I couldn't even have a conversation. So I'm very thankful for the Lord's protection and the Holy Spirit's guidance. And I, I really believe that I, I prayed and I asked God if, I, if we should go to the doctor because, we, you know, I'll be honest, we, we don't really have super good uh, feelings for doctors. But I'm very thankful that uh, the doctor we went to knew what she was doing. She gave us the right prescriptions. And she knew about the lung protective effects of the azithromycin. And she gave us the right drugs. So thank you to Amy Liljadal at the Belleville Clinic. And I do recommend her. And um, I don't really, uh, I definitely did not enjoy getting the COVID test rammed into my sinuses. And that was very not fun at all. But we did kind of want to get the confirmation. And where I live, it's not like uh, there's any kind of tracking or forced, uh, you know, uh, quarantining or anything like that. So you may have to make your own decisions on whether or not you get tested, depending on what kind of government uh, you live under. Thank God we live in Texas where we still have freedom for now. We'll see if we can hold up underneath the uh, Biden regime. So last thing I want to say is pray, pray, pray against the Democrats. They're trying to pass a very terrible bill right now that is... Um, going to change America as you know it. It's a very expensive bill and it's the purpose is to change America. So pray against their evil plans and uh, just pray for a revival that people will in America will turn back to the God who has who blessed America. So thank you for listening. I hope this little uh, story will help you if you have to suffer through COVID and that you will come out stronger on the other side with a greater appreciation for what people are going through, but also with the antibodies that will help you protect you for at least temporarily from the next mutation. God bless you and, and keep you And if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, ask Him today. Ask Him to forgive your sins. Ask Him to show you the way you can trust Him. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Bye.